Okay. Says it's preparing. And according to Zoom, it says we are live. So, hey, everybody, welcome to Divi Chat episode 105, all about email. We'll kind of dive into what that specifically is in a minute. But before we do that, let's say hey to, we got a whole bunch of people today. I want to start with ladies first. And I'm going to go with Leslie on my screen. You're right there. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Fornell of A Girl in Her Mac, and I am a WordPress designer. You can find me at agirlinhermac.design. Boom. Awesome. Hi, Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can find me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Awesome. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, I'm Stephanie Hudson with Sweet Tea Marketing, and you can find me at enjoysweettea.com or enjoysweettea on the socials, and I'm going to be joining the WRL club pretty soon, so I'll tell you guys more about it uh, at WordCamp. All these guys that are coming up next are going to have like their 17 URLs that they're about to list out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to get in that club. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, everybody. I'm Josh. I feel... I feel like such a deuce when I say I'm Josh with joshhall.co. Uh, <laughs> I just say I'm Josh. But yeah, you can find all my WordPress stuff and Divi related materials and courses and all that good stuff at joshhall.co. And then In Transit Studios is my website design business if you want to see what we're up to there. Fantastic. Hey, Corey. Hello. <laughs> uh, how, are, how are you doing, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show today. That's wonderful. <laughs> You can find me at aspengrovestudios.com, divi.space, uh, divi.chat, some other places. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's where I reside. <laughs> Happy to be here, guys. Stephanie, great to see you. Awesome. Thanks, hey, everybody. David Blackman with same companies as, as my good buddy Corey there, Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, WP Gears, Divi Chat. We never mentioned Divi Chat, and we should tell people that, yes, <laughs> we have a badass website, and it's at Divi.chat. And if you ever want to go back and listen to all 105 episodes and binge them, you know, you can do that on the website or on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's good to see everybody in the live chat. We have a lot of usuals, some newbies, newbies. Sorry, new people for calling you newbies. We love you too. Uh, new people. We're glad to have you today. We're going to talk all about email and what do we mean exactly by that on today's topic. We're going to, you know, talk about email configuration. You know, one of our our users, Shelly, submitted the topic. She says that it can be confusing. You know, how do you set it up? What SMTP plugins should you use? Should you have email accounts through your hosting provider or something like G Suite? Uh, are non-domain email addresses frowned upon like Gmail, for example? Uh, so we'll kind of touch on hopefully all of that stuff and then some maybe. So... Today's topic is all about email, and to get us kicked off, I'm just going to kind of take a poll here. Who uses G Suite 
on the panel of the six people here who uses G Suite? Raise your hands. For my clients. <laughs> okay. So four of the don't. six <laughs> use it for their businesses and one, you know, and Josh doesn't. So I'm assuming you two use your email for hosting through your hosting provider, correct? Who is well, the other I one? just I just use a Gmail address. I do I do what I tell my clients. Oh man, <laughs> you didn't even have the domain email. Yeah, I don't even I don't like having a domain email. But. <laughs> Josh? Yeah, so I know G Suite is the way to go. I'll be honest, this is one reason I wanted to get on here, I'm almost gonna be more respect here because of all things involved with web design, email is my absolute least favorite. It drains me, it's confusing to me. I'm a pretty savvy guy, but I just struggle with email. Um, so I, to say that, like I tried setting up G Suite and got frustrated with it earlier this year. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going back to what I do. What I do is I set up Josh at joshhall.co or josh at internetstudios.co. And I just forward that to my Gmails. I have two Gmails that I run for both businesses and it just works fine for me. Um, I know that there's probably some better solutions, but that works for me. And that's kind of what I'm continuing with. And I don't have many, I don't have nearly as many issues as a lot of my clients do when they have things set up differently. So that's what has worked for me just because I'm a kind of a simple guy. And if it's working, I don't like to, you know, if it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so for right now, I, I know eventually I'll go to G suite, but that's kind of the way I go about it. And uh, yeah, it's kind of my reasoning behind it for now. Well, don't worry, Josh. We're going to educate you today. On that's why I'm here. I also, yeah, I don't like dealing with email. I've had terrible uh, yeah, experiences. E email <laughs> is kind of a, it's not a fun thing, you know, because sometimes it goes through, sometimes it doesn't. Some email goes into spam, other email doesn't go into spam. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want to be, could be an email expert either. And I'm just going to say this right up front. That's one of the reasons why. I went with G Suite because of that. I don't have to figure out everything. Google servers are pretty well trusted uh, around the world. So if I send something out, it's not typically not going to go into somebody's spam. So um, that's one of the reasons why I use G Suite and stuff. So um, it is kind of, I would have, if I would have had to bet money, I would have went six out of six. I would have figured would have been on G Suite. <laughs> Has anybody used Zoho? Yeah, for clients, not for me, but for clients. I was we using have a, have a Zoho integration, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I have I, a couple I, of clients I, who can't afford it. And if you're willing to use the Zoho, um, the Zoho applications, so they have some pretty good applications now, and they've upgraded quite a lot. So as long as you're willing to use their applications and you don't want too many email addresses, then Zoho is a really good option these days it didn't used to be but you do have to use their application so you can't want to use like outlook or something like that well the free if, one yeah you can with the free one you can by the time you pay you might as well pay you might as well Google exactly apps, because it's really the amount of difference between zoho and once you're paying you really might as well go for that but if if you've got clients who don't have a lot of money and they only need one or two email addresses and they're willing to use the zoho app then it's a great option uh-huh i agree yeah and um, I'll, I'll, you know, my wife uses Outlook. She loves Outlook. One of my clients used that. And that was one of the worst experiences I had. And yeah. I don't like touching C name and Remex record. I don't, yeah. I don't belong back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you have, you have to do that for G Suite too. You have to set up, you know, MX records and, and that sort of thing, which we can kind of cover, but. Yeah. I want to say this about G Suite, since I wanted to say it earlier when Josh was mentioning his hangups when he tried to set it up this already this year and then mentioning the MX records and stuff with Leslie. I did not know this, but I will tell you, Google has one of the best support in the world. You can call Google, believe it or not. They've got 24-7 support. And you can get a live human being on the phone, and they will stay on with you for a day if you need to, and they will walk you through everything, including setting it up for you. If they can't solve your problem right there, they set up a time, get your phone number, call you back, schedule a call for the next day or the next I've had, you know, so their support is nice. Super high top notch. Yeah, yeah. That was my I didn't know too. it. I didn't know you couldn't. You, I didn't know Google had a dedicated I didn't know that either. phone support. I I've never had problems with in. G Suite. It was just the outlook I've had. Ish. I remember yeah. it was, I was like, I don't even want this client right now just because of outlook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, However, so like Outlook has been a terrible, terrible, terrible thing with just about any email address, but they have made major upgrades recently, just in the last six months. And now if you want to put a G Suite email into Outlook, you just sign into G Suite oh, now. It's finally nice. caught up. So it used to be that you had to put special settings in the G Suite settings to allow Outlook to be able to function with G Suite. But now you just like literally sign in like you would normally for any other email app. So. Yeah. And email is just so important because even somebody like myself who just doesn't want to deal with it, inevitably you have to learn it. You have to deal with it because if you're going to design a site or redesign a site for somebody, and then they want to switch hosting, you're going to have to know to do what you're going to do with that email. And you need to know how it's set up. And um, it was one of the hardest things. I think email maybe was the hardest thing for me in my web design journey, as far as learning it and dealing with the client aspect with everything, because there were so many times or I would move a site and then move the DNS records to a new st- new server, <laughs> and then I mess up their email. And there yeah, is I've, nothing I've wiped worse. I've out someone's emails before. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I did that uh, several years ago. I didn't know that because oh, they so had Outlook, and I didn't know that they yeah. were supposed to like back up their email. I didn't realize that it wouldn't transfer yeah. over, and it just broke everything, and they were freaking out. Um, so yeah, pretty much my worst experiences have been with email. So yeah, it's really important to know the basics. The cool <laughs> thing is, despite all that, uh, and this is why I'm doing a cPanel course here pretty soon and going to cover some email stuff because Corey, you were talking about MX records. It's actually not that difficult once you just get a few key under, like if you get some understanding of some of the foundational things. And G Suite, um, you, a lot of the hosting companies have a button. Do Google MX records. Just like a wizard, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but for for the clients who are using Outlook, and like I have a lot of older clients who are just, they don't want to change their system, but if they do want to move, it's important to know what to do with all that stuff, so... Um, I know maybe and we can talk about understandable. The- Sometimes they've been using those systems for years, you know, decades, yeah. maybe. So, right. yeah, you know. yeah. My my experience is is um, a lot of the larger companies will have their own enterprise server, and they'll use Microsoft um, Exchange, Exchange Exchange as their email client and stuff. And I'll I'll share a short story with Corey and I's clients. Everybody's on G Suite except one. It's a nonprofit who, you know, has their, does it through their hosting account. Okay. Maybe two. (laughs) 
it's it, it's the other one that's contacting us every other week. Yeah, we don't ever hear from any of the clients that have G Suite ever. Ever since we've set them up, we've never had one person. We are the ones that aren't on G Suite that are have their own email set up through their hosting or whatever. At least two or three times a year, they're calling us with an issue. Yeah. You know, is so, that mostly like things going to spam or not getting messages coming through stuff like that? Things going to spam. Their inbox is filling up. You know, you lost, have to raise lost password. Get rid of an password. He needs the email. Oh, we've got fired this one. You got to get rid of this one. Oh, it so, is. It's a pain. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate here for people who don't use G Suite and who are thinking about it. What's the pricing at right now? Is it still like five bucks an email? Five per bucks, I think. For, yeah. for G Suite, $5 so, per, per email per user. That's for like 30 gigs of storage. It's not per it's, email though. It's per user. Per, per, per user. Yeah, it's per user. So you can have like each user with different aliases and they can have like, like a 50 or email something. addresses. Yeah. Okay. For, that, for, 10, okay. for $10 a month, you get unlimited storage, which is like awesome. I mean, just, you know, just to have all that drive storage and like, especially if like, um, you know, you set up a client site and you're pulling backups, you can have those backups go directly into their Google drive storage. You don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it. Cluttering yours up. It's a good um, idea. So send it into theirs. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's good for me to know because I was under the assumption that it was five bucks per email. So like with my joshhall.co stuff, one of josh at joshhall.co, support joshhall.co, you know, all these different ones. If I had one user, I could merge those all under one. Is that as right? As long as you don't want to send from those other email addresses. No, so no, you can, no. you can no, still you send can, from them. Can, can you? From. Oh yeah. You can send from them. Yeah. Even no, I don't know that. If you have, I don't know. Yeah. You can't, there's another situation where you can even add additional domains in there and send. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like I can send just right from my, from my inbox, I can send from Corey at Aspen Grove studios, Corey at divvy.space, Corey at, you know, from all these different info. Email at, <laughs> info at, yeah. I can send from all these different email addresses wherever they, you know, like if somebody sends me an email to divvy's, divvy.space, I can reply from Corey at divvy.space. And are you managing yeah. that? Like, are uh, we could probably talk about like what email platform we're actually working through, but I still use Apple mail. Are you guys using Apple mail or a different email client or, or are you actually going through like G suite, the actual website? Leslie's been putting them out of business, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the problem. That's one reason email. I keep it simple the, is because I don't want the wanna... browser. I have the tab open. I have hmm. my email browser tab open now. Cause you're right. Leslie, it, Leslie and Sarah, have killed yeah. all We've email. gone through like all, yeah, all the email apps. All the good ones. We're jinxes, we're jinxes. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 from, I just yeah. work directly from G Suite, just Gmail. I hate using the browser. Ugh, I don't know why. I know it's got so many extra features. I just hate, I've, I've, I hate it. partially too, I have so many tabs open and I have so many different Google accounts yeah. from like different businesses and different clients and stuff that it's like half the time it logs me out or, you know, it changes your session. I didn't even know this was still around. One of our, our viewers, Mike Devitt, one of our regulars says use Thunderbird. Now I know Thunderbird used to be, used, that used to be my jam. Back that, in that's the day. Firefox, right? He says that use Thunderbird. Mozilla. So, I do know. There are, yeah. I know I there are. called Airmail. Yeah. There's tons of apps yeah, out there popular. that you can use. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, so, John. What about yeah. like Okay. You can I don't even love use Apple Mail. Mail I don't like you Apple Mail. It's a little I don't, I don't, I don't use Apple Mail. It's dated, uh, yeah. It's it's dated and simple, but um 
uh, megabytes on what you can have in your account. Yeah, they're, they're so, low. Yeah, it's very low. It's, it's very low. You don't get unlimited emails. And then if you transfer a client over there and then you do move their email, it can get filled up really quick. And then you can't just upgrade email. You have to upgrade your whole account. So in the long run, I think it's totally worthwhile to just do a, a third-party provider, which is what I'll do. I think after talking about this, I'll look into G Suite more. Um, and then for me, like I have my Josh in Transit Studios and stuff, but since that forwards to my Gmail, that email is always going to be in my Gmail too. So I'm not really terribly worried about it being on the server, but. Yeah. Well, doesn't okay. it make it easier say you want to switch hosting companies if your email is, you know, done somewhere else that kind of, that helps well, less problems yeah. there? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. That's one of the big things too. Like we just did that. We just migrated a, a website to a new hosting company. And all I had to do was I got his Outlook MX record. And then all I did was go into SiteGround and go to the MX record and just put that in there before the site even transferred over. And then once we transferred the site over, the MX record was already in there. And then once we changed all the domain information, everything was flawless and everything was perfect because the email was hosted elsewhere. So yeah, it's definitely a good idea to just get your email off of where your server compared to where your sites are. And if you're using Cloudflare, then it's like even more, it's even easier. So if you get Cloudflare set up before you move the hosting over, then it will get, it will bring all of the MX records into Cloudflare. Everything's already functioning. And then when you're ready to change over the website, you just change the A record for the actual domain and the WW and that's it. Like you don't change anything. The emails just keep working flawlessly. Oh, that's so nice. So if you use Cloudflare, it's just, you're literally only changing the website A records and that's it. Now that doesn't so, move the actual email somewhere new, right, Sarah? If it's going- No, th like this is if they already have the email hosted somewhere else, like okay. G Suite or Zoho yeah. or whatever. Then yeah, when you're going to change over hosting, it's, it's really, really smooth and you're never going to have any issues, which, so that's an up for using Cloudflare. So can I just say something, something you said, Josh, and I, maybe I have it wrong, but I, I don't think, I think as far as I know, Outlook is just a mail client. It's just a complicated one. So the MX records aren't actually connected to Outlook. MX uh, you can get an, you can get an Outlook email. Oh, if you're using an yeah. Outlook email account. Okay. I see what you're saying. Sorry. There's yeah. Outlook like, uh, what is it? Live? Microsoft Exchange, oh, I think yeah, is. Yeah what like most four of my or five clients. different ones with the name yeah. Outlook. But yeah. Outlook is also just a program yeah. that you can yeah. use with any yeah. email kind of They're thing. They're both separate. Really little things confused. Confused. Okay, and if it. you don't use those programs, like I don't, when I had a client who was doing the Outlook email, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing with Outlook stuff. Their whole family yeah. of products, yeah. you know, yeah. it's really lost. It's totally different. Yeah. But basically just for like people who have never done this before, the, the MX records are just what tells your like when it's connected to your domain so you can either do it through your registrar or through your hosting and you just it tells it where to route your email through exactly i don't know what mx stands for but that and there's usually about three mail to five, exchange mail exchange. Mail exchange yeah three to five little things and you have to just put in the little url and the code i mean you just basically copy and paste it it really like josh said it's it's intimidating if you're trying to figure it out for yourself the first time but once you get what to do it's really just adding a couple records into your cPanel and it's not, it's not over the top. What really is more complicated is just the whole, everything around it. So if you're, if you're moving somebody from say, you're, say they were on SiteGround and you're moving them to G Suite, you now have to make sure you're not, you, you have to create all the accounts for all the people. Like you have to get a list of what all email addresses they have and yep. recreate all of those accounts in the new setup. 
and, and you've got to, and then you've got to get passwords to people and logins for the first time without them having their email possible, you know, so you have to get <laughs> yeah. additional email addresses from everybody in the organization to be able to send them all that. It really, that part to me is the biggest bear of it all. It's not popping those little MX records in takes two minutes, you know, but yeah, I, yeah, I've I mean, even had to do it where I had to import like from, you know, a desktop outlook into, uh, you know, this was before oh. they called it suite, but into that and like, you know, there's, Google, uh, there's Google like apps. programs and things out there to do it. Yeah. Google apps for business. Um, so I've even had to deal with that before at a company I worked at. Who had I like got an it. IT company to do it for me it, when somebody had to do it. This guy had gigs of mail. Yeah. It took, yep. That's what I was just going to say. I, I, I was the web design, like the webmaster slash IT person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to know about this is because you are, whether you like it or not, you're going to be in a bit of an IT role when you're working with clients because yeah, yeah this stuff happens. Now to your point, Stephanie, I'm in the same boat. If there, we actually have to move actual email. I will either hire it out or get some assistance with it. Like I might oversee it and work with the client if I need to mediate. But um, like I had a client I did this year. We still haven't touched the email because I'm. I just. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it right now. <laughs> like avoiding. Um, they were on Bluehost and they had Bluehost. I just has really gone downhill and they've had tons of issues with their email. So the new site's on SiteGround, but the email is still over at Bluehost. Um, they want to like set everything up, but the clients are, um, they're like an old, they're like a, they're just older. They're like a, a auction group and they don't really know too much. They're on the other end of Ohio. So I can't physically be there with them to adjust their devices. So it's probably something where I'm going to have to get an IT person on site to help them with their devices when you're moving mail. Um, and a lot of clients just don't know for one, how important that is, but how how worthwhile of an investment it is because if they're like, well, I don't want to pay an IT guy a hundred bucks an hour to be here. Um, they're going to learn really quickly that it's well worth a few hundred bucks to get yeah. somebody to help you do that. I think one thing a lot of clients don't understand is they've got their email say in their Outlook. Like a lot of clients use Outlook as their mail application and they'll say, I've got all my emails in my computer. They're in my Outlook. But what they don't understand is that they're using their email is a copy of the server. So right. instead of their emails living on their computer, their emails are just showing a copy of what's on the server. And when you disconnect that copy from the server, those emails will just disappear. And a lot of clients don't really understand. They're not using POP. They're not actually downloading from the server. And so as soon as you make that disconnect from their old email provider, they're going to lose all their emails and they don't understand that. And they don't understand how to then copy all of those emails onto their computer. And that can be really, really tricky to try and help a client understand. Um, so that's where outsourcing would make a huge difference to a lot of clients. I think. I'm yep. still, I'm still want to know. So Bluehost has gone down. You mean it was up at one time, Josh? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, when I, used I, to do, not yeah, I used like six I used, years ago. Yeah. 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 I used when I first got started and I loved it. It was great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. I do. This is a Bluehost story. And here's another reason why you want to go with why I prefer to go with a third party as opposed to hosting it separate from my website and stuff is, you know, when I first started out, I was on Bluehost. I was on shared hosting. Doesn't everybody start out that way? At least I did. Shared hosting, Bluehost, and my email was free. So why not? It was easy for me to put David at, you know, and create my email account. Well, next thing I know, none of my emails were getting caught by anyone because our server got blacklisted <laughs> because, and, and, and 
Uncle Social brought this up, and that's why I'm bringing it up, because another asshat was a spammer on the same server and got the whole block of IPs blacklisted, and it wasn't me. So I got impacted by somebody else's poor decisions, and it took a lot of crap just getting it cleared up, getting me unblacklisted and stuff. So um, it was just not a fun process and stuff. And I can honestly say, since I moved to G Suite, I ain't never been had an issue with a blacklisted thing. Now, yeah. I do want to bring up a couple more points. I don't want to sound like I'm tooting G Suite's horn and stuff, but I'm going <laughs> to toot their horn a little bit more. We or don't even have an get, affiliate link. Get a different <laughs> I don't know what all features Zoho adds and stuff, but we talked about $5 a month. That's only $60 a year. $10 a month for the advanced G Suite. That's only 120 a year to have 26 emails for one account that you can send from, receive from. The unlimited that Corey was talking about, the $10, the 120 a year. If you're paying for Dropbox or another online storage, you're paying $100 a year. You might as well get professional email service for free with phone support anytime you need. Even the $5 a month, you get 30 gigs of storage plus all the calendars and apps. Yeah, yeah. You get all the pro stuff that you you also... And and I'm pretty sure Outlook.com is pretty close to the same. I think they're pricing... Outlook, Zoho, G Suite, whichever one you want to go with. And you get your branded domain. You know, David at AspenGroveStudios.com. That's a G Suite. You know, that's not a... We're not hosting that at our asperegrowstudios.com web server that's that's hosted with with g suite so to me the value is there and the headaches i just haven't had any headaches since we've used them peace of mind yeah so maybe maybe we could touch on emails going to spam whether it's for us or for our clients because i get this almost i'd say at least once a week i get a client asking hey what can we do to help my emails not go to spam um i've had a lot of luck over the past few months i started using SendGrid which is basically a third-party platform that you sign up for. It's nine bucks a month. And then once the site is done, I create that site in SendGrid and it gives me a little API key. And then I plug that in the plugin and the WordPress site. And it basically filters all email through and, and sending through SendGrid. And it's been a huge help. Like it's- Well, here's, here's what people don't realize. And, and I guess kind of to, to um, preface that. Please do. There's a complete difference between me sending somebody an email directly to their email address and me yeah. going to somebody's website and filling out a contact form. Oh, and going to their email yeah, address. good call. So, um, so WordPress uses uh, a WP mail function, which is a PHP function to take, to, you know, to take it and, and most contact forms and uh, Dibby's, um, you know, contact module piggyback on the WP mail function that is native to WordPress. Um now, the, uh, the problem with that is that not all servers are very compatible with it, and you do have a chance of emails either not going through or going to spam. Yeah. So SendGrid, uh, what SendGrid does, and Josh is referring to, we use the same thing, and it's awesome. It takes that WPML PHP function and sends it via SMTP as opposed uh, to through that function. So it's, um, it, it's, it's just like a lot cleaner way of sending it. It's, it's not going to get flagged to spam as easily. Um, so like us, you know, if somebody comes to our site and purchases a product, if we didn't have SendGrid, we'd be sending that using the WP mail function with SendGrid or Mailgun, similar plugins. You're actually sending that via, uh, SMTP and it's just a lot cleaner way of sending it. And you're deliver 
delivery rate is uh, much higher. So I, I think we're up. I like use Mailgun and it's free for up to the first 10,000 emails a month. I think it is. So to cover me and most of my clients, I never pay anything for Mailgun. So um, that's an option. And I just use the plugin WP Mail SMTP and it already has the settings ready to, for Mailgun and ZenGrid. Nice. Now I've used yeah. easy WP SMTP, something like that. And they're all pretty similar, similar to that, but it doesn't need a whole separate account. Oh, so I'm nice. not, I don't really get what those do. So I just can put in the SMTP settings for my domain. So if I use, you know, Google servers, I can just put in the Google servers, the eight, 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 or whatever it is, you know, in there and my credentials for my email it'll send so i'm not i don't really yeah. understand that next layer uh those will work fine like you know in, in most cases um the nice thing about SendGrid, i mean you, you do get like deliverability and um balance reports and and oh, things like reporting and things like that okay yeah yeah you get reporting well, so you, you can, can double check like if, if someone says i didn't get that email then you can say like, yeah you did you got that extra layer <laughs> because it says well it got delivered therefore it's in your yeah. email application that the problem is happening it's not yeah, yeah, it yeah. Didn't, the problem didn't happen from the email from the website to your email the problem happened after that so you can just That's give nice. them a bit more information when they're whinging at you yeah, and it, and it really depends on what you need. Like, like we're, um, you know, a pretty busy e-commerce um, site and we want to make sure that our notifications are going through new purchases and, and things like that. Um, so for us, it's important that that deliverability rate be something we can monitor and that, you know, th that's trustworthy. So it's for, for the price, I think we're paying like nine, $10 a month for SendGrid. Uh, and, and across multiple sites and it's, it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. And Corey, I appreciate you prefacing that because yeah, that's, yeah, I was referring to when, when you do a contact form that goes through and inevitably, if you build a new WordPress website, it's just more than likely going to go to spam with a regular contact form. Now, and this is super important because if you're designing sites for clients, you're, you might not have access to their email and you probably don't want to deal with their email if they've already got their hosting in place. So you need to make sure the website forms are going through. And the best way to do that is with one of these third-party plugins or, or platforms for sure. If you do have access to the mail servers, do you guys use the SPF records? You heard of that? It's like a text record. <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> it's a text record that you can put in there. You can generate it from wherever your email is, like if it's with G Suite or something or Zoho, whether they all have it, you can get this text record. You just copy and paste it in and it sort of validates things that are being sent to, to help prevent you being flagged as spam a little bit. I was going to say that helps with spam, right? So yeah. Not so much deliverability, but getting caught in spam. Gotcha. That helps with that. Yeah. So when I was, um, when I, when I changed my millions of hosts, we initially went from uh, WP engine, which I never, ever, ever had an email not go through just as a side note. And then I changed <laughs> the SiteGround and I suddenly learned all about this stuff and realized I had to put all these things in place because these hosts don't already put it in place. It was fine with SiteGround, but then I changed to A2. And A2, when my emails, I have one client who had their emails with the hosting and they were getting so much spam and none of their emails were going through. And we just had... It was like the worst. It was just horrible. And they were a big website. It was awful. Anyway, in that process, I learned that there are all of these websites that you can go to that verify emails and give you tips about how if your emails are going to spam continually, I think it's you look up verify email or something like that. I'll find the one that we actually use. But basically, 
send a test email to this service and then it spits out a report for you that says these are all the reasons you're possibly going to spam. So it, even if you're That's still cool. having issues with it, then you can That's like cool. try this thing. And then it gives you like the, oh, you need an SPF, SF, whatever that thing was, record. <laughs> you, you, know, you can do this other thing. You can do this other thing. And so it gives you like a list of things that you can do that can help you make sure that your emails are not going to go to spam. So I'll make sure we uh, find that link. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be worthwhile probably for somebody to touch on the difference between IMAP versus POP. Yeah, I, was I, was just, thinking that too. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Corey, I feel like Corey is the most knowledgeable in all this. <laughs> you want to give us I, the, uh, the rundown? What are you trying to say, Josh? Yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> I know I Corey's the brains actually, behind Divi space. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know, I, I probably need some brushing up on that. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really been years since I've like actually dealt with POP and, and IMAP. Um, so well, it was essentially I what I was really describing easy. before, right? Yeah, so, like, I, 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 I just couldn't think of, I couldn't think of the name of of IMAP before, because sometimes my brain just loses words. But essentially, IMAP, if you set your email with like something like Outlook, yeah, it mirrors from the server. So it's just showing you what is on the server. And so, whereas Pop, what it does is it gathers what's on the server, it downloads it to your computer, and it lives on your computer. So the difference is that one is collecting it and bringing it down to your computer and one is just showing you a, a mirror image of what is sitting on the server so as soon as you cut off that connection then yeah. all of yeah, the email I, just disappears whereas if it's pop it is yeah, actually I, I think um, like imap imap is better across multiple devices so like if you're yes. using your phone and you read something or deleted it it's going to sync with your computer if you're using one single device um you know like just you have an office email address. You don't have to work on the weekends. I don't know what that's like. Um, <laughs> the office, and then, then pop three is probably perfectly acceptable, but it's not syncing across. And it also devices. means if you have tons of emails that they're not living on your server. So they're not taking up all this space on your server. You can actually have them download and then they delete off the server, which keeps your server nice and clear. But I would say these days, no one should be using pop in my yeah. opinion, because yeah. I, I think you need to have that double version of it. And that, that the same thing of like, if you want to mark it as red here, you want it to be marked as red there. You don't want it to like download, you read it here and then it still shows up as unread somewhere else. So I think IMAP is a hundred percent like that's 2018. Like you should be using IMAP. <laughs> and that's <laughs> exactly, yeah. If your client is about to go switch, then you can actually switch over to pop to download them. Yep. Like, I would only use pop for that purpose of actually getting them to your yeah, client. That's what happened a few years ago with the client I mentioned to where we transfer them from Bluehost to new hosting or no, uh, I think it was, yeah, some, some terrible host to new hosting and it was all pop email. So when they transferred everything, the email went down and it completely disappeared from their computers too. So like they didn't take a backup and it just like blew up everything. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's a great explanation. That's really just good all around. Like, 101 knowledge on the difference i didn't know the difference <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew that imap was more like mirrored but i didn't realize I mean, apple yeah. mail had those words in there and yeah i, yeah. <laughs> I um, and pop used to be the thing like it was all about yeah. pop but it's all about now. let's 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 <laughs> yeah. take this to a little bit different we've been very very technical let's try okay. to have some email fun and actually i thought you were gonna say I took Bluehost to new host and I thought, oh man, let's go with this question. Are non-domain email addresses frowned upon? Uh, 
hey, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, for my clients, I don't recommend that. I, they're, yeah. they're, they usually need, they to look professional, usually needs a domain email. Um, me and like, I think creatives, I think creatives can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't think you need to stick to whatever. If you like using a Gmail or even, well, I don't want to say Hotmail, but um, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I just think <laughs> there's more leeway, you know, like, I mean, y'all have seen my site. I do a lot of things that I wouldn't recommend that I wouldn't necessarily say are professional in the, yeah. the standard idea. But um, I think it just depends on, you know, who are, who's your market. You know, if you're like, yes, I, I I'm going to say that there's a, there's a direct correlation between people who use papyrus font for their logo <laughs> and use a non, non-personal <laughs> email address. So usually if it's like they have a papyrus logo, it's at hotmail.com or something. <laughs> there's some direct link between those (laughs) yeah i i'm with leslie like i i know that it's best practice to have a domain email which i do have and people do email but when i respond back generally it's with my gmails um and it just it has still worked for me like i the only people that have commented have been it people or um like really savvy every once in a while i'll have a really savvy client they're like i'm surprised you're using gmail and i'm like well i have subcontractors and we all filter through this gmail now and it's just a lot easier um so it has worked for me still like it's probably not ideal but to your point leslie like i you know if it i don't know if it's unless it's a huge issue where it's going to spam it really it's it's funny because i've heard people use the um in, in the facebook groups as a matter of fact i've had a discussion I'll call it a discussion with people um who some people were like I would never they said I would never hire someone who used uh like just the gmail address or whatever and to me like that's just the most ridiculous reason to not I mean it's 2018 are you seriously not going to look at someone's work and how good they are just because of their email address I just think it's so laughable so I don't know like those See, like that strict about it I agree that, I that's think a it's bit- 2018 how are you still using it like I don't know. I'm like, like I think I'm judging on the side <laughs> I think that because you're so well known, Leslie, and the kind of clients that you're going for, I don't think it matters for you. But I think if right. someone See, was client, running, like I, said, I wouldn't recommend it for a lot of my clients. You know, I don't think for them it's professional. I think but, for another mm-hmm. web design business who's trying to get local work. I think that they should fork out the money for or use Zoho and use the app. Like, mm-hmm. so I think, I think it depends who you are, but yes, I think it's, I think if you're going to be face to face with regular clients day to day, then I think that it does make a difference. If people see that you have an email address for your own domain, I think that, I think that they feel like it actually really makes a difference when you have go on to that effort of making an extra one I think if you're doing anything in the quirky realm of anything I think you can totally get away with gmail so anything in the arts anything in like anything quirky I think you can totally get away with it but anything where you're wanting to be businessy I think that's where you have to draw the line and say no I really need to have an email address that is um, of my domain and knowing that if you're a cheapskate and it's all about money just go zoho and use the zoho apps like it's not that big a deal um, to be able to do it that way. Here's my opinion, since everybody else has given their opinion. I'm a G Suite user. I love the domain <laughs> email really? address. In this day and age, I never look at where an email comes from. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, most of my clients. If you're driving around town with a magnet on your car yeah. or something like that, uh, <laughs> or, yeah, you know, it's I, like I, honestly. Numbers. 
I I like it because when I talk to people, I wanna I wanna be branded. Hey, David at AspenGroveStudios.com. But if you use a Gmail, I think in this day and age, people are. Yeah, so and mine's just a girl in her magazine. Like it's yeah. So you still branded. They don't. And you can care. you can do what I do, which is have Josh at whatever, but just forward <laughs> it to your Gmail. Yeah. But yeah, I do have well, a domain email. I cannot figure out why you do that. So it can be crazy. Why do you do that? I, so I'm convinced I'm going to G Suite. Yeah. We'll, oh, you are? Okay. I, yeah. I, the only I like thing I will say that I get from G Suite personally. But yeah. if I was forced to just have aspengrovestudios at gmail.com, which we have, you know, I've never, I, I don't think it really matters in this day and age, you know, because. I personally, now that's just me. I never look. I oh, guess the thing is, where it is does that matter to some people. So it, it depends on your client's market. If you're just using it to receive and send emails, like, like, you know, to me, that's awesome. Like, but yeah, I mean, if you're doing like, like to me, like print style stuff, business cards, our magnets. Of, uh, yeah. It looks, on it looks like you've gone the extra level. You don't want to have C Jenkins at Verizon.net. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody, my email address. Okay? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> the one yeah. warning I would say, even though, yeah, it may not matter too much, um, is that hotmail.com. I know it's really old these days, but you can't even get a hotmail email address these days. And one of my clients had hotmail and he wasn't receiving the notifications from the, from the website so we we were using gravity forms like a pretty good form we had it going through the smtp like we were doing all the right things and he still wasn't receiving them so the only thing i will say is just double check that they if they're not using one of these other services like g suite make sure they're actually getting the emails because i don't know what it was with hotmail but there was something going on there and we had to create him a gmail address just so that we could make sure so if they're not going to use the proper one make sure the email actually receives correctly because there's something with hotmail that doesn't play nicely we've got got some uh, good feedbacks in here in our in our chat and marie nordman says she's an email snob if it's not from a domain you aren't legit steph's like (laughs) (laughs) also this is interesting though because there's so many viewpoints on this like the whole spectrum is in this panel and the chat there's some who are really strict about and there's some are like yeah it works which is kind of how i feel and for me it it helps weed out like i wouldn't work with someone who was like that like if that really bothers them there's probably other things that are we're not gonna get be okay with and just like if that was your client like yeah or or like a colleague you're working with like you're literally uh, like you work you're a web developer you're a web designer you work with your domain all day long yeah but i i don't even try to get i'm not like trying to convert like i'm not (laughs) it's not i don't know (laughs) i still love you leslie even though you will work with me well and plus i i kind of i'm more a designer (laughs) web is second so yeah more in the creative world than the web world yeah or to me this is good though because it just kind of shows that different setups can work there's probably pros and cons and better ways to do things but it can work with a few different setups except having like at (laughs) aol.com yeah (laughs) i do have a question how do you guys set up a shared mailbox in g suite uh i would never sorry how, how do you set up a shared mailbox for a team in g suite i personally would never never do that. Um, we set up like, um, for, uh, for support, um, we can actually set it like you set up a, a group and Groups. then you can have that from a group, assign out to different users. 
um, you can you can send from that group name, but I, I would never actually like set up a shared mailbox where like multiple people are signing into it to send and receive emails. So, and is that with a different like paid account? So you have like a five dollar a month for you, Corey, five dollar for David, or do you guys no, have different emails? It, differently? No, it's it, it's just all it's it's included. I mean, if if you have a G Suite account, it's just included in there. You can set up any number of groups and have them filter out to as many different users as you want. So awesome. yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'm how how Zoho or Outlook or they do it, but Google's pretty, I mean, you pay that $5, you get 25 aliases that you can set up so we can, you know, and we've, we're doing this. So we have info at support at, you know, help at all these different emails that we're not paying for. We paid for, but the you're one. paying for every single user, right? So like you for the you're user. a user, Corey's a user, like you might have like 10 users correct. and then you've got some other aliases. That's correct. Each, each individual yep. can have many, many aliases because you can set, like Stephanie said, you can add multiple domains. So yeah, I have a David at divvy.space email address, but I'm not, I don't pay for that. You know, I pay for one David at Aspen Grove studios, divvy space, all the other ones come. They're just set up as aliases through the domain and stuff. And what I like about, um, so you get all of that, you get the groups, you get, there's a ton of stuff that you, that you get, you know, bonus ads in there. And And so do you set it up? So you do like, can I just check for like the sending as? So if you want to send an email as support at whatever, is that in your in your browser setup in the settings part? Is that where you do the send as and you just add it as a new address that you're allowed to send from? Yeah, there'll be a drop down yeah. menu in the browser. Of, yeah, all of your alias accounts in your browser where it says yeah. send from. It'll yeah. be a drop-down menu, and you choose which one you want to send. It's a little tricky if you're doing that with like a male client. Some they're all different how you set that up, but in the browser, it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of aliases, uh, another thing that I think I, this is another one that people have different opinions on. I'm for it. Is a catch-all address. I love having a catch-all address, which means like my domain is at enjoysweettea.com. So if anybody types in anything at enjoysweet, you mean. <laughs> anything at enjoysweettea.com that isn't one of the other names already in my organization, then that just lands in my inbox. And some people don't like that because they think they get more junk, but I like it because then if somebody spells my name wrong, somebody does any other things. And there was a little trick I learned a long time ago that if you're getting a lot of spam and junk, I started, um, and this was with a different, a different domain that I had used a long time ago, but I would put like, um, like Pandora at my domain name or um, Facebook at my domain name, whatever I would put like whatever I was signing up for. And so then when I was, if I was starting to get spam, you could kind of like geek it out and figure out who, like where the holes were and stuff like that, which that's not something most people are going to do. I know I'm kind of a geek, but, um, but anyway, I love having a catch all address and Google has recently made it infuriating to set up a catch. It used to be one checkbox. And now you have to go through like 10 steps to do it. It's so dumb. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's, I, what do you guys think? Do you like so. a catch-all? That's a good idea. I haven't I set one up, but that's a good one, idea. I one client a long time ago. Um, I thought it was a great idea. Um, and she, yeah, she wanted it's it. It's really so. useful. And I had like my old domain, I have a lot of like family members and stuff have email addresses there. And I am forever 
getting emails. I mean, it kind of annoys me, but also it's like, they'll spell their own name wrong or they'll say it over the phone and somebody will get it wrong and I'll get stuff in my inbox and I just forward it to them to the right address, you know? So it's just like, it's amazing how often it happens. Okay. Yeah. I just had a stupid idea that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. What what was your first email address? Uh, <laughs> hotmail, I believe. I think I know. Yeah, yeah. I want to know. Yeah, well, what okay. I'll go. Oh, my, my first one was liblet, L I B L E T, at hotmail.com. So the reason <laughs> that it was liblet at hotmail.com is because my middle name is Elizabeth. And when I was little, I couldn't say my name. So I used to call myself Sarah Liblet Quinton. And Aww. so it was liblet at hotmail.com. There you go. That was mine. Oh do, do you still have the domain, at the email? I don't, so but do you know, I wish I did because of this stupid <laughs> client who had hotmail and I couldn't bug test because you cannot get a hotmail address anymore. So I oh. wish I had not liblet. Well, liblet. I think we're totally going to call soon. Mine was uh, drumandjosh at yahoo.com. Drumandjosh. <laughs> ah. yep. Nice. So you don't know. Nice. Josh is in a band and he plays the drum. <laughs> I did not I know the... you were a drummer, Josh. Can oh, yes. Oh, I wait, played look. the skins. Look, you see mine up there? Oh, no kidding. That's my first snare. Nice. Yeah, I've got, I I've was, got the drum uh, set up downstairs. Yeah, but that turned out to have like a double what was it? I didn't know when I signed it. What up. was yours? Sticky what Steph. Geeky Steph? Sticky. Like sticks. Oh, Dicky Steph. Oh. <laughs> Mine was LBEE420 at Hotmail. You know what? We probably all had something like that first. I, I, I don't remember what the email address was, but I could have sworn like um, my my grandma was like really into IT and stuff. And so I was like, that's, little, that's not little, a sentence I've ever heard yeah, before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. <laughs> So Corey, I, I let me help you with your MX records. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kid, like DOS commands and like changing directories and like you know all that kind of what? stuff. But I could have—I I swear I had a Prodigy.net email address. I don't remember what it was. Um, but then I think after that, my primary one, like through high school, was definitely something probably AOL California related at AOL.com or you know. I had a yacht. I never like had that, an yeah. AOL. I got, I got to share this. One of my, one of my best buddies who I was in the band with, uh, he, in middle school, he loved the band Limp Biscuit, And oh, so no. his first email was limpzack.com. No. <laughs> AOL, I think. Uh, I don't know. You're, 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 you're friends. For the winner here. I don't know. But I'm going to mod next like, week. And Limp Zack or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And, all right. So mine was crazy Cajun at hotmail.com. And uh, yeah, so nothing right. super <laughs> I see Uncle no, Social I'm... saying giving out your first email address is a horrible idea. You can start searching to see awful things that you posted online. Oh, God. Uh, I, tell, I tell all my awful things freely. I don't care. Online <laughs> didn't exist when I had my first email address. Yeah, like, either. I don't think it wasn't even a thing a yet. Until 2002. You had like like AOL chat groups and and things yeah. like that. I, I did. Remember AIM. Yeah. Yeah. AIM. Yeah. My crazy Cajun email address I didn't use for years, and I just said, "I wonder if I can log into this thing. Let me try." And this was like, I don't know, a few years ago, and I logged into it, and inside that email account, 
was my first Facebook account that I did not even realize that not I my had face. signed up for. <laughs> That's such and a dramatic story. I, I was I never. <laughs> so, here's the funny thing. It's because Facebook is so huge now, right? So I look in and I've got this email from 2005 where, from my friend that I played video games with online Aww. who said, you only had to be invited by university when Facebook started. He mm. was in the UK and London and he's like, you got to come get on this Facebook thing. So I joined <laughs> it. I logged into that Facebook account. <laughs> I had one friend, him, with my, with my crazy Cajun at Hotmail, which was kind of fun. That's great. Did, did you have a MySpace? I never I did had the MySpace, MySpace thing. I never had did. MySpace. I did MySpace. Yeah. Mine looked awesome. That's where I learned to write HTML, actually. It was <laughs> Stephanie, you'll appreciate this. When I first started my business, I was in the band and I had no sense of any business sense whatsoever. My first business card when I made In Transit Studios, which In Transit- Was your band people, name? Right? It, was, it was the name of our third album. Oh, your um, album. Okay. So that's when, I, that's when I was doing freelance work. But anyway, my first business card was In Transit Studios, websites, print design, drum lessons. And then- I, <laughs> My email, my email was the first email. So they, I'm sure my first clients were like, what the heck is going on? I can't believe I got clients. You're hired. I want you to have to yeah, yeah, I think I have yeah, it. I'll have to find it. Yeah, I'll have to find it. I'll have to find that card. I think I still have it. But that would be awesome. Yeah. So there, now, you know. We, we did get a thumbs down on this episode, and I think it was because of Limp Biscuit uh, references. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair I enough. Or because I use Gmail. Yeah, I think it was Stephanie when you said that. Well, <laughs> Just Stephanie, damn good. <laughs> oh, my fault. Well, I, I, wanna... I, I got to say, go ahead. I well, something... I was going to tell Josh something else when you're done. No, I was I wanna... about to start wrapping us up. So go oh, ahead. I thought of one more like geeky thing that I want to do. I know it's, I'm taking it down. It was fun, <laughs> but now I'm going to go back to the geek stuff. I don't know if you know this, Josh, but you can set up in Gmail or G Suite, whatever it is, you can set up to send and receive mail from multiple accounts yeah. in there. Yeah, I actually did that for a client a while back. Um, I thought about doing that for mine, but he uses the Gmail browser and I use Apple Mail. So it ended up not working. If I, if I use the browser, it would have worked. Um, but no, I, I that's not true. That's not actually true. Is it not, it, will it work across, right? Yeah. So you go in, I mean, I, could just walk you right through it. You just go into your settings yeah. and you go to the accounts tab and it'll say send mail as, and then you put in your other email address and you, it'll, it'll email you at that account. You have to verify it. And it doesn't even mm -hmm. have to be a Google one, which is really handy. So I have one account that I have, like, I think 10 different email addresses that I check and it all comes in and out and you can send and receive from all of those. And it's just gotcha. a Gmail setting. Gotcha. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on G Suite, so that's what I'm going to do moving forward. <laughs> awesome, nice. awesome. All right. Well, I think we've given out a lot of really good information on this episode. We've had a little bit of fun also. It was pretty interesting <laughs> to hear you guys' first email addresses. Um, I don't know. I want everyone to know I do I'm have the domain between email. Liblet. <laughs> <laughs> I just Liblet don't use it. I have <laughs> At caving to the pressure, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll bring back Drum and Josh if that's what anyone wants. Bring it back. I think 
I, I'm going to go try to log into my old Hotmail account again to see if I can get in there. Just to. It wasn't even yeah, spelled right either. It was drum in, not drumming, Josh. So anyway. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything that we missed that we need to say before we? Are we doing final thoughts, David? Or well, if y'all want to do them, we can. We hadn't been doing them, so. But I'm I'm totally down if y'all want to do final thoughts and stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Kind of do like it. The final thoughts. Go, yeah. go, Josh. Your well, idea. I'll say. Uh, I guess I'll say if you're someone who's stuck in the way you've been doing it, um, don't be afraid to look at a better option. Like in my case, I'm, I've been comfortable with doing what I've been doing for years, but I do understand the value. And after talking with everyone here in this episode, I can see that it's well worth, and I, I got a better understanding of G Suite too. So I'm definitely going to take the plunge and, and make that switch here soon. So don't be afraid to look into a better setup if it's going to be worthwhile. Definitely. Um, I think one of the, I don't think it was really talked about too much, but I think planning is important. We talked a little bit about it. If you're moving from one host to another one, you know, launching a website is like the easiest way to forget about email and totally trash everything. But even when you first start, um, so for my sweet tea email, I was using, uh, I was using Zoho for a long time, very happily. Like I think they had, you know, they have a lot of good things going for them. And then I just hit an absolute nightmare a couple weeks ago because I had like eight users in my organization and my email hit the space limit and I couldn't upgrade my account only. It wanted me to upgrade the whole organization and all at once pay the annual thing. And I didn't want to pay Zoho. Like if I'm going to pay, I'm paying G Suite, which is probably a terrible thing to say, taking advantage of them like that. But regardless, I wanted to move and I was in the biggest nightmare ever. So if you're if there's if you're thinking of growth and you're thinking of long-term things, like just make the bigger decision for your business early on and do it right the first time cuz boy that like setting up emails not so bad. Moving and changing email, that's where you get yeah, into yeah. the nightmares. That's Good exactly. point. Yeah. And I guess that's where you can, I'll do mine as a tag onto that. Um, that's where if you're getting a new client that don't have an email address and they're fighting you on wanting to pay for an email address, like with Google apps, that's where you can bring that stuff in. So if someone is brand new to it and they really don't want to have to pay for it, they're already paying for hosting and they're saying, why can't I just have it with my hosting? Okay. That's where you try and say like, yes, I understand that it's going to be a cost to you, but doing it now compared to having to move it later is going to be way less painful. So it's up to you. You can have it through your host and put all these things at risk, but have them call me. I'll tell them about what I just did last yeah. week. It was a nightmare. <laughs> yep. So try, try really hard to, you know, get them on board at the beginning is my final tip. It'll save you stress later. One of you two people, Corey or Leslie. I'll go. Um, well, okay. For my clients, I <clears throat> encourage them to get G Suite. It's easiest for for them, I think, too. Not just me. Um, I, I I don't know. I just think you should go with the simplest solution you can find. Yeah. For me, for for my clients, it is G Suite. There has been so far. Um, and oh, I know what I was going to mention. There is a nonprofit. G Suite page. I'll put the link in the notes, but I believe, I don't think it's free, but you can get a discount if you have nonprofits, which is what I Correct. did for a couple of mine. And it's even cheaper than the $5 or whatever. Nice. So I'll put a link to that. Absolutely. That's Good great. Point. 
Good one. All right, mine is, um, yeah, don't really care what you do. Just try to separate the, um, you know, host, the hosting email function, you know, from your regular email. So whether you choose Outlook or G Suite or Zoho or one of those, just, you know, choose something else. <laughs> um, another tip, very easy to do. Most hosts and cPanel accounts, even if you don't have email set up through them, you can very easily set up an email forward. So if you are using a at Gmail account and you have your domain, you know, pointed at your cPanel, you can still forward info at from that email address to your at Gmail account. So that, that's another kind of trick to, to make it seem like you have a, a business email set up. So. Yeah. That, Which is point. essentially what Josh is using, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it, Josh, but you can yeah. do it. That's all right. I'll change it. I'll Don't encourage him, Corey. Well, when it comes to that, when you reply black, right, it's a different email. So it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, but then you people do, just see Josh Hall. It's like a phone number. Yeah. Nobody knows phone numbers now. You just have the yeah. contact, and that's how people. The area codes them. don't matter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. My my parting thought is going to be Uncle Social's comment in our YouTube live chat. If you are listening to this and you're not joining us live, we do this live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. Come join us. The conversation's always awesome, fun, and a lot of they bring a lot of really good feedback to our topics as well, besides yeah. just what we yeah. talk about on the panel and stuff. So. I want to say thank you very much. But Uncle Social says, uh, as well as your first email addresses, uh, he'd like for us to know, you know, let us know the name of your first pet, your first school, and your mother. <laughs> Our porn name? <laughs> Which made me laugh. Obviously, the rest of you <laughs> Um, so I hope this email episode on Divi chat was helpful next week. We've got another super badass, awesome topic. I have no idea what it is. I, I think, I think <laughs> next week's topic right? is boring. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll make that fun. I'll, I'll do we that one. I love, one. I love Google analytics. Yeah. We can have yeah, some. Josh, we'll do, we'll I like thought we that come on. <laughs> Did we not? Let me do it on now. Hey, who's going to word camp next week? Next. We didn't. We postponed that one because we didn't want to do it, Josh. So I'm glad we, we wanted you there, Josh. Yeah, we will <laughs> be there. We didn't postpone it. We wanted you there. That's what it was. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next week. Take care. Take bye care, bye. everybody. Take <laughs> care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.